Welcome to the Cardboard Herald Reviews, where we give you audio versions of our game reviews, then go behind the scenes of our creative process. Ethnos, designed by Paolo Mori, art by John Howe, published by Cool Mini or Not 2017. Two to six players, 45 to 60 minutes, review by Jack Eddy. There are covers, remixes, and mashups, and none of them are easy. Stick too close to the source material, and you're just needlessly rehashing the past. Stray too far away, and it becomes unrecognizable, defeating the point in the first place. But the best of them use your very relationship to the original artist, genre, and even period as a means to judo-flip your expectations on their head letting you enjoy both the new and old song in a brand new way. This is exactly what Ethnos attempts to do, using the enormous baggage of high fantasy area control genre conventions as a means to subvert everything you thought you knew. And it's awesome. How to win friends and influence nations. Ethnos is a fantasy area control game in which players wrestle for dominion over a mystical land. Based on that sentence, what comes to mind? Sculpted miniatures, dice rolling, civilization management, hours of slogging contemplation only to end in a pyrrhic victory and hurt feelings. Ethnos is a wonderfully elegant, fast-playing, abstract game that is simultaneously aggressive and welcoming, basically the opposite of what you'd expect from the box. Over three ages, or rounds, players will use a shared pool of cards to form bands of warriors and influence territories. As each round concludes, they'll earn points by having the most influence in the various territories and for the size of bands they've played. To start, randomly pick six of the twelve fantasy races to form the draw deck. These will also determine which, if any, extra boards or components will come into play. Players each get one card to start, a market of face-up cards is revealed, and the remaining forms of the draw pile. Oh, and don't forget to shuffle in the three dragon cards in the bottom half of the deck. More on that later. And the first stage begins. On a player's turn, they may either draw a card, either from the deck or face-up market, or play a band of cards from their hand, discarding your remaining cards to the market. Bands consist of one or more cards that are either all from the same province, or color, or all of the same race. Furthermore, one of the cards must be selected as the band leader, which determines which racial abilities and which province you are influencing. If the number of cards in your band exceeds the number of influence discs you have in a region, you add a new disc. Play continues until someone drew a dragon. This signals the beginning of the end of all things. Once three dragons have been revealed, the age is over and players immediately discard their hands and count points. You'll feel a thrilling desperation as you decide whether to play the cards you have or push your luck and try to keep drawing, knowing full well that the third dragon could be right around the corner. This continues for three rounds, 
two in a two to three player game, with the draw deck being reformed at the beginning of each age. While your bands go away, your stacked influence discs remain like miniature obelisks constructed in your honor, which is important because the regions become more valuable with each new age. There's a nice arc to Ethnos, as you'll likely be playing bigger, badder bands as the game goes on, further driving the tension and desperation as the third dragon of the third age draws near. Finally, at the end of three rounds, points are awarded and a winner is declared. Coincidentally, Third Dragon of the Third Age is the name of my new prog metal band. How it feels. At first glance, Ethnos's simplicity may be mistaken as a one-way ticket to Dolesville, but in practice, it is such an exciting and fresh take on the genre. First and foremost, it solves the take-that problem many people have with area control games. By making players compete over the most influence rather than attacking one another's pieces, it completely changes the tone of the game. Ethnos is not a battle, it's a race. And that's exactly how it feels. It plays at a breakneck speed with only a handful of choices at your disposal, you usually know exactly what you want to do on your turn as soon as it comes up. That is, unless your awful friends decide to take that face-up troll you are after. You care about what players do, what cards they take, and what they leave behind, and how they have the audacity to come into your territory. But at the same time, everyone is thrilled when players influence the board so they can feast on new cards in the market like wild dogs hungry for scraps. Again, this anticipation and excitement betrays the plodding thoughtfulness you'd expect out of a fantasy area control game. Though it rewards cunning and strategic play, there may be several turns in a row where players blindly draw cards off the top of the deck, hoping against hope to draw anything that matches another card in their hands. In a lesser game, this would feel like a luck fest, but even bad draws have the versatility to shift your focus, conquering different regions, making otherwise forgotten cards in the market more valuable or employing the powers of races you have previously dismissed. In Ethnos, you use every part of the board game Buffalo. The art and theme. Let's get this out of the way. From the archetypical fantasy races to the iconic John Howe artwork, Ethnos looks and feels like it's set in Middle Earth, exactly like a type of game that it is not. This old school style of hand-drawn fantasy art may be a turnoff to some people, but personally, I'm crazy for it. There's something fresh, cool, even challenging about decking out such a modern take on the genre with artwork in such a traditional style. Contrasted with the bizarrely gorgeous influence discs, featuring a completely different palette of hyper-tropical colors, you can't help but awe in Howe's mastery of the craft. As for how the theme resonates, that may be a different story. I can do some creative reasoning as to why each race has its ability, but Ethnos is absolutely an abstract game. You don't feel like you're battling opponents. You don't feel like you are at some vast end moot arguing over wars. You feel like you're playing cards and bright plastic discs to gain points, but in a way that lets players engage with the theme on whatever level they want. Fans of rich fantasy worlds have an evocative land to imagine cultures rising and falling over hundreds of years, and those that roll their eyes when they hear names like Gilgalad and Bombadil can focus purely on the strategic elements of the game not getting hit over the head constantly by high fantasy nonsense. Versatility and replayability. One interesting thing is how well it accommodates different player counts. 
Since the size of the deck is fixed, the game still moves at about the same pace at two players as it does with six. Lower player counts tend to feel more tense and strategic, focus on the individual plays, whereas higher player counts feel more explosive and desperate as there could be five players risking a dragon between now and your next turn. And while it may seem more reliant on luck, a higher player count means more hands being dumped into the market, broadening options and distracting everyone from that nasty dragon-filled deck. As to how it holds up after time, I am still hungry to play this game again and again. First off, it straddles the line between light and midweight very well, making it an easy go-to game as either a main event or opener. But the biggest reason I come back to Ethnos is how dynamically the races interact and change the feel of each game. Like building a sandwich, the core concept of Ethnos remains consistent, but you get wildly different flavor combinations with each ingredient thrown in. Almost every game I've played has a different race as the session's MVP, largely because players underestimate their powers from previous games. Here at the end of all things. There are a lot of things that Ethnos is not. It is not heavy, it is not deeply thematic, it is not a game of war. Yet, in an act of defiance, it is still an absolutely fresh and compelling take on fantasy area control games. Whether by intent of the designer or through happy accident, Ethnos dissects a stale genre and completely upends our expectations, both reminding us why we loved our old favorites while still delivering something new. Who should get this game? Fans of classic fantasy artwork, people who like shorter games, people who loved area control games but their group just doesn't like Take That, or people who delight in simple yet clever systems. Who shouldn't get this game? People who want to fight, people who dislike luck, people who crave deep strategy, people who hate fun. Hey, what's up everyone? This is Jack from the Cardboard Herald and we're doing something a little bit different today. This is me recording the N-bit audio to our TCBH Reviews podcast where normally I talk about little extra thoughts about the game and additional thoughts about making the review, whatever it is, except this is in video form and that's in podcast form and it's normally about a written form. It's all very complicated, but the point is that today this is a video that will also supply the audio for the end of our TCBH Reviews podcast featuring Ethnos, one of my favorite games, one of the critical hits of 2017, so saith the Cardboard Herald, aka me. Well, I guess Luke was also in on that, but the Cardboard Herald's critical hits of 2017 included Ethnos nonetheless. So this review was a trip to go back over and read because I still 100% stick by how incredible Ethnos is and think that it is a modern classic that is deserving of so much more accolades, so many more accolades than it actually got. Like... Here's the deal, is I think that this game, whether by intent or by accident, is a incredible subversion of fantasy area control gaming. And it is 
wonderful in how it delivers that. From the artwork juxtaposed with the little tiny lightning skittle discs to the whole idea that it's a race versus a uh, 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 attack game in how you're actually competing over the territories, how it's like a 40 minute game that looks like it has the shell of like a three hour game. That is all very cool. And at the time that this came out, I didn't have, uh, I guess, like Hunt for the Ring, another one of our critical hits of 2017. And so this was the most Tolkien-esque game that I could get my hands on that played a high player count that that could deliver the feeling, the oeuvre of this epic high fantasy yet in a very short period of time. And yeah, there are some other great area control fantasy games. I mean, the, the, the elephant in the room is Small World because that is the other really lightweight, friendly, approachable fantasy area control game. But at the same time, Small World is more silly. It pokes fun at itself. It doesn't have the self-serious nature that Ethnos has, while at the same time being self-aware, or hopefully self-aware, of what it was enough to kind of, again, subvert your expectations. So it was cool going back and seeing that I still completely agree with whoever wrote that review. In other words, me, but it feels way smarter than me because I sound a lot smarter when I'm actually writing my words instead of just rambling on like I am to you right now. Now, the other thing about this review that I thought was worth talking about is I really struggled with how I wanted to discuss that that grandiosity of, of the idea of subverting a classic fantasy area control gaming trope. Like, I, I was like, God, do I just sound pompous and just like I'm some art critic going like, oh, this subverts all of your expectations that you have for the genre. And I decided, you know what? Be authentic. Go with it. If that's how I interpret the game, then that's what I, I want to go with. Because I, I go into games to enjoy them. I don't go into games to criticize them. I, I want to get the best out of a game. And this game totally felt like how I imagined playing bigger war games as a kid when I'd see the, all these cool packages at the store. And eventually I would play them and they, they would deliver notes and, and feelings and tones that I kind of grew tired of over time. And while I still will just sit down and play some Game of Thrones second edition with some friends if I have all the time in the world and I feel like I'm up to feeling like I completely betrayed all of my friends and feeling guilty over a win that was probably me just taking the advantage over someone else's stupid move, or more likely than anything else, just completely getting flattened. Well, yeah, I still love doing that, but it, it, it's not fitting into my daily life that often. It's not part of my routine schedule. And so this is just a, a cool thing that delivers what has the tones, the oeuvre of that big experience into a much teeny tinier, smaller package. And that's cool. <laughs> that's great. I play it at a coffee shop. I talk about that a lot where I like games that 
feel big, but I can play at a coffee shop because I spend a lot of time at coffee shops. At least once a week, I'm gaming at a coffee shop here in Juneau. And so I, I want something that can fit that niche and even better if it actually feels, instead of just aping something bigger, it, it feels tonally like something bigger. The, the other thing that is worth noting about my experience with Ethnos is maybe the, the only aspect of it that I've grown more tired of, and that's that certain races don't always work well, or, or some races play together better than others. I still like the game no matter what combinations come out. I do advise that people, when experienced, play with random setups, taking the, the uh, cards that are uh, just gray bordered and they are one of each race and coming up with your own random setups. But there is a little bit of curation that might occasionally need to happen if you're playing with something like elves plus wizards plus uh, centaurs, then no cards are ever going to hit the, the market or, you know, people are just going to make frustrating combos or, or I guess wizards aren't necessarily part of that, but um, uh, elves and centaurs and fairies, the promo race. And that's another thing. I, I try not to hate on promos. I appreciate promos, but a whole nother race as promos uh, I can't get behind that. That's kind of, yeah, whatever. Um, I wish fairies had been packed inside of the game. They're cool. They're not absolutely game-changing, but still making something exclusive that gamers out there really want to buy, that they really want to get their hands on, but it's something that's only available at exclusive conventions or, or for backers or for certain portions of the population. <sighs> Uh, not a fan. Power to the people. Put it into people's hands. Put it back up on BGG so that way people can support Board Game Geek. That's what I'm saying. Make it available to the masses. Hear me? Cool many or not? All of my power as a Cardboard Herald host, I think that you should bow to my whims and make sure fairies are available to everyone. Now that said, I'm in a position of privilege. I have fairies, but I had to get them at a convention just like everyone else. And yeah, so that's it. I still really like this game. I think the review is kind of the evolution of what I wanted the Cardboard Herald to be, where it was commentary on not just is a game good or bad, but why? Why is this game cool? Why is it of value? Because that's very authentic and true to who I am. I want to find why I value something, and I nearly always try to find the value in something or someone. That doesn't mean that I'm automatically saying something is good. I don't find everything good, but I try to find what is of value, what is of worth, what is worth discussing, what is interesting about any individual person, place, or thing, in this case, a board game. So that is my additional thoughts on Ethnos. This video may be completely hated by everyone. It's just a rambling mess that no one wants to put up with. And maybe this is a video that you absolutely adore. I want to know in the comments if this is something worthwhile, something that is of interest to you. I definitely do much more put together 
reviews, both in video and written form, that you can definitely experience. If you want to hear the review that I was talking about, you can find it on TCBH Reviews, which is on Google and iTunes and Stitcher and all the podcasting stuff. Uh, you can also find it on our website, CardboardHerald.com, as well as the written version. And this uh, video itself is just kind of an experiment in my continuing documentation of my experience and and review thoughts and, and journaling. I don't know, vlogging? I guess I'm vlogging. Congratulations. Welcome to the Cardboard Herald vlog. But if you don't like this crap, there's always the much more structured stuff. I never pretended this was anything but my rambling. So welcome to the Cardboard Herald. Let me know what you think. Let me know what games you want to see reviewed. Let me know what you thought of the review. And please do all the social media stuff. If you found this of help, if you found this charming, if you found this likable, then do all the stuff. Share, like, subscribe. Definitely subscribe. That helps us out a ton. And go check out the other stuff. I've been Jack for the Cardboard Herald. Huge fan of Ethnos. And you keep on gaming. As always, the Cardboard Herald is a completely free service focused on spotlighting games, gamers, and game creators. You can find all of our podcasts, including the Cardboard Herald and TCBH reviews on iTunes, Stitcher, and our website. For more recommendations and reviews, you can also head over to our YouTube channel. We do not pay to advertise the show, so please continue spreading the word, following, liking, rating, and doing all the social media things. It truly does help us out a ton. If you'd like to drop us a line and maybe have your listener mail read on air, find us on Twitter at Cardboard Herald or send us an email to CardboardHerald at gmail.com or click the contact link on our page. Once again, thank you for listening. I've been Jack for the Cardboard Herald, and you keep on gaming.